What's good? What's good, party people? Welcome to Candid Conversations. I am your host, Candia Johnson, a woman on a mission to help you show up and speak up anyway, despite dealing with fear, uncertainty, or self-doubt. So today's topic is about how to choose a career coach or a business or career development program. So let me give you the backstory about how this topic came about. So right now, I am in the midst of launching She Deserves More. It's my career confidence and visibility program designed to take you from stuck, confused, and unclear to confident, visible, and unstoppable in marketing yourself to hiring managers or potential clients. So in addition to teaching you how to manage your limiting mindset, how to turn self-doubt into action, We also walked you through how to sell yourself confidently, how to position yourself as a leader using media coverage or speaking gigs so that you can reach a wider audience and you could really position yourself as a leader, be it in your community, in your workplace, or in your business. And so for the first 15 days of this launch, part of my application process is hosting 20-minute discovery calls because I want to make sure... People are making a well-informed decision before you invest, before I take your money. (laughs) I like to make sure that potential applicants can say to themselves, I met Candia one-on-one, well, virtually. And this program is a perfect fit for me. Candia sounds like she's the real deal. I connected with Candia, (laughs) right? And it's very important for me, too, because it's a small group program. Right? I typically take no more than 20 to 25 women, way less than that at times. So I want to make sure you feel like this is a right fit for you. And so in talking to some of the applicants, one of the challenges that I often hear is Candia. This industry, the coaching industry, is full of fake coaches. It's a bunch of fluff. I've invested in programs before. My expectations weren't met. In the last program, I met the the lead coach or the founder of the program, and they were very different than than who they appeared to be online. They didn't live up to the hype of the things that they preached online, or they didn't live up to the hype of having 10 gazillion followers online (laughs) and the things that they said that they could do. And I've wasted so much time and I feel like I've wasted so much money. So I want to address these issues, right? And I'm going to share a few questions and and some things that you should do to minimize some of the reluctance that you may face in trying to make another decision to invest, okay? Now, first things first, real talk, I overstand Because I was one of those people calling BS on the fakery and excuse my French, the fuckery that goes on in the coaching and training industry. And up until a few years ago, I was totally resistant to stepping into calling myself any sort of coach. In fact, (laughs) a few years ago, y'all, I was writing for Black Enterprise Magazine and my partner and happy hour crime, Courtney, she was also writing for Black Enterprise Magazine. We would meet up for happy hour after work. And so one evening, we were debating back and forth. I mean, I debated Courtney down to the ground. Courtney said, Candia, you are a coach. And I said, no, I am a consultant. I'm a trainer. She says, Candia, you are a coach. Y'all, I argued her down to the ground. I'm like, Courtney, it's too much fakery in that industry. I don't want to be affiliated with that fakery. And I hated that title. And I remember 
my first coach, I'm going to share some of the ways I found my first and my second coach. But my first coach said to me, Candia, there's fakery in every industry. And I had to pause for a minute because she's absolutely right. I know a few professionals with some pretty heavy credentials, a whole lot of accolades, top 30 this and top 50 this. They work in education and they know damn well they shouldn't be teaching nobody's kids. I know a few doctors who listen, the medical boards need to check their license. Okay, they need to check the facilities because they know damn well they shouldn't be responsible for no patients. I know a few lawyers who take full advantage of their clients, knowing damn well they don't need to represent nobody. They need representation in their own damn courtroom. They should be the defendants, in fact. But hey, that's a podcast for another day. I say all of that to say that the fakery exists in every industry. And the best that you can do is do your due diligence and dig beneath or beyond what's being presented to you online and even in person. But don't worry, y'all. I fully embraced the fact that coaching is part of my mission to helping mainly women step into the next best version of themselves. Coaching is part of my mission to helping people speak up and show up anyway, despite dealing with fears. It's part of my mission to helping you get the spotlight and helping you get paid for the value you bring to the table. I understand that now and I fully embrace it. At the same time, I do understand the fakery that exists within the industry. And so today I want to walk you through some questions that you should ask so that you could make a well-informed decision. And this is not even about making a well-informed decision to work with me. This is with any coach, whether it's a life coach, a career coach, a business coach, a money mindset coach, whatever. With any coach you decide to invest in, I want to make sure that you make a well-informed decision with questions and research. For me, I've had good experiences right? Now, I do believe that based on where you, you're at in your career or in your life, that every next level of your career comes with a series of mindset and method challenges. And so you may have a coach or a program that's going to help you with one um, challenge that you're having in terms of self-doubt or imposter syndrome. And then once you get to that next level, it may be a whole different set of challenges that you may be faced with. Okay, so for instance, one of my friends, Gwen, she has a seven figure business and a few weeks ago she was looking for a coach. So the investment in yourself, the help around getting past some of your roadblocks, both mentally and physically, it never stops. So if you're thinking about leaving your job or starting a business, you may want to hire someone who could help you with the tools and processes to reaching your first five figures or your first seven figures. Or maybe you want to hire someone because you struggle with talking about your accomplishments or selling yourself, right? You may want to hire a career coach for that. You are maybe growing, and I'm using the word growing very intentionally because I don't believe that you go through things. I believe you grow through them. So maybe you're growing through a divorce or you're growing through the fact that your children have left the home and now you're trying to figure out what your next chapter is going to be. A coach can help you create a plan and build momentum around some of the things that you say you want to do to get to where you ultimately want to be. 
I truly believe in the power of coaching because sometimes you cannot see outside of yourself. Sometimes you can't see your your blind spots. And so to help you reach that next level, you may need someone who can help you connect the dots, who can help you turn some of your self-limiting thoughts into opportunity, an opportunity for you to make seven figures or an opportunity for you to land the executive role or the opportunity for you to just create a whole new life for yourself now that you're on to a new chapter since getting a divorce or your children leaving the home or things of that sort. The double-edged sword with coaching is that it is an unregulated industry, which means everybody and anybody can be a coach. There's no requirements. Anybody, your grandmama, they mama, they auntie, the cousin down the street, anybody can call themselves a career coach. It is unregulated. You don't need a certificate. You don't need a set standard of qualifications. But here's the thing. Your credentials don't make you qualified. Your story does. So it's up to you if you are looking for a career coach or a career program, it's up to you to do your research and understand the backstory of the person who is the leader of that program and making promises to you that they could provide this sort of change. But what I also want you to understand is that process is not an overnight process. When I hired my first coach, I listened to her podcast six or seven months before I even made the decision to invest in her program. Now, my second coach, I made that decision in five days, five to 10 days. But for both of them, I did a period of research, whether that was listening to their podcast. So the first one had a really good podcast. She still does. The second one was really big into Facebook Lives. And she had several events that I invested in before I made the major investment in her program. Both of them also had several uh, media interviews. So do your research and reading, listening, or watching their interviews with other podcast hosts. Or if they've done an interview in CNN or an interview for Essence Magazine. So I would say do your research on that part. And of course, sometimes they have a landing page where they have an opportunity for you to see their testimonials. When it comes to testimonials, what's important for me is that I need to be able to lovingly stalk the person who's leaving the testimonial as well, because I need to be able to see that that person is doing the work that they said you did for them. (laughs) Are they living up to those expectations and the promises that you said you could deliver on? So I also check their digital breadcrumbs. (laughs) And what that means is I copy the person's name and Google that person to see if they are living up to the testimonial. Are they implementing on some of the things that they may have learned in the coach's career or business development program. Oh, something else that's important. And this is why I left my first coach to be really candid. But look at how they are responding or reacting to things happening in the world, because that could give you some insight into what they truly value or to see if their values are aligned with who you are and where you want to be. Okay, so when I think about my journey, I initially decided on a coach to help me with my money mindset. I had very limiting beliefs around 
my ability to make seven figures or deep into six figures. Now, I'm not there yet, but I know it's a possibility. Okay, my mind is right. (laughs) Okay, so when I chose my first coach, like I said, I listened to her podcast. Uh, She had several interviews with some of the people who went through her program. And I just like that. It appeared to be a no BS type of program. So you were going to get the mindset stuff, but you're also going to get the methods. I liked that she had models and formulas for helping you work through some challenges that you could be facing in your business, but also a bit in your life. What concerned me though, is once I got into the program and I was in the program for about six to seven months, I didn't see anyone who looked like me. And for me, that was important because first off, when things are happening in the world, especially when there are certain conversations and issues that are trending online in terms of uh, black people, in terms of women of color, and it puts them in a negative light, it's very hard to see success for yourself. At least it was, it is for me at times, okay? If you're not surrounded by women who have those same issues and they're still blazing trails, it can get to you at times. That lack of representation at times can make you second guess your success or your ability to succeed. And so for me, once we started participating in group hot seats and group coaching calls and I didn't see any women of color, any black women, I I remember being on one group coaching call and I saw a black woman and I got so excited. I'm like, wait a minute, Candia, why are you excited? Because you finally see a woman who looks like you? You shouldn't get excited about this. This should be normal. She, She should be showing you Women, a diverse group of women, not only in the group, but also being able to connect you to a diverse group of women who are experts or leaders within their own field. And here's my thing. You can't be committed to teaching women how to advance in their careers and in their lives. You can't be all about women's empowerment if you don't understand the experiences and issues that disempower some women, especially women from marginalized communities. Because you would know that at some point, those issues that they face interfere with their ability to earn more, to do more, or to be more, then you have to acknowledge those experiences and those issues and show them and teach them a way forward. Now, to her credit, at some point she recognized that diversity was an issue and she made some adjustments. So she has a program where she's not only the coach, but she has several coaches. And so One of my challenges was certain things were not being discussed. And look, real talk, when we talk about self-help books and all these sorts of things, when you come from a marginalized community, the rules are different. How you perceive them, how you act on some of them, sometimes those standard rules don't apply to you or you have to tweak them a bit. That's just real talk. And so it was very hard for me. Again, I'm in the program because I need to change my beliefs around money and my potential to make more of it. But at times, my brain likes to remind me that Black women and Latina entrepreneurs get less than 1% 
of venture capital funding for their businesses. Don't even get me started about lack of sponsorship that black women get in the workplace when it comes to advancing in their careers or advancing in the workplace into leadership ranks. Don't even get me started on that. But when you are dealing with some of those issues, while I don't believe you have to own those issues, I do believe that you have to acknowledge that the feeling and the experience exist, especially if you are a leader at work, if you are coaching a group of individuals or even one individual, you have to understand their unique issues or experiences which may get in the way of them successfully completing your course, your program, your plan of action. And so I know this sounds cliche. Sometimes you can't be what you can't see, <laughs> right? So she did make those adjustments to put more women of color, more programming around issues that were specific to marginalized communities. But at that point, it was just too late for me. And so I needed to be surrounded by a diverse community. And at the same time, I needed more action. And what that means is, so she was good with telling you what you needed to do and what was missing. But I'm at the point, I need you to look at my stuff. That's how it is in my own program. I need you to look at my you know, my forecast in terms of my breakdown and how I'm forecasting I'm going to make a set amount and tell me not only the mindset that I'm missing, but also the method. Okay. And that was not available in her program. And so do I feel like the program was a waste? No, I learned a lot in the program. At the same time, I do understand that um, losing money in terms of your investments, unfortunately, that's a part of the process, party people. That's a part of the process. You think about big companies such as Amazon or Bath and Body Works. They have a, a certain amount of loss that they know they are going to have to write off every single year. Loss is part of the process. So if you are afraid that you are going to make an investment and lose money and you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to step into that next best version of yourself, you have to understand loss is part of the process, charging to the game. And I know it's going to make some of y'all uncomfortable. Discomfort is the price you pay for success, whatever that looks like for you. While I don't believe you have to struggle to succeed, I do believe you have to be uncomfortable to succeed. You have to be uncomfortable about changing, uncomfortable about speaking up, deciding, making a mistake or making an investment. Even if that investment does not work in your favor, it's part of the game. It's part of the game of leveling up and choosing to step into that next best version of yourself. So when I chose the second coach, I knew that she had a defined process. I knew that she had step-by-step -step techniques as well as an online space for me to get personalized feedback, which was key for me. I knew that she had a diverse community. I lovingly stalked her, her people, and the testimonials and some of the interviews that she had. And so there's two things I want you to take from me is nine times out of 10, you need method, but you also need mindset. And I truly believe that you need a diverse community. That's what I believe. And anyone who is not 
offering you something where you could see different perspectives and a different way of going about things or growing about things is doing you a disservice. Another thing, don't be fooled by the number of a person's followers. Don't be fooled because they have all of these great press features or media features. Their success or their ability to help you succeed is not so much based on their success. It's based on the success that they've been able to replicate and create for other people. When it comes to this scamming thing that goes on in the the coaching industry, one of the things that I have to say is people are so enamored by all of this motivation that people talk on their social media pages, whether it's Instagram Live or Facebook Live. You have to go beyond the person who gets you motivated and look as well at method. It's not only about being able to motivate you to do something, it's about providing the actual methods, the step-by-step process and tools and techniques for you to succeed. And some of the things that I see is that you get so mesmerized by the might drop quotables that these people are sharing on their social media sites. You get so enamored by their number of followers and by the lifestyle that they're living or portraying online, as I should say, that you fail to do your due diligence. Another piece of advice that I would give you is to figure out what type of person you are. Do you want to do the work or do you want someone to do the work for you when you're choosing a career program? Because see, I am a done with you type of person. Meaning in my programs, if you are ready to pitch yourself for media coverage or if you're ready to pitch yourself for speaking engagement, you're ready to pitch your ideas for to a potential client. I have plug and play templates for you to create a media kit or write a pitch email or a, create a speaking kit or create presentation or your workshop materials for a pitch event. I can provide you with those templates. And then I'm going to say, do the work. And by this date, by our next uh, session or when we meet one-on-one or in a group, it's show and tell time. Tell me what you got. Show me what you got. And I can give you feedback on it. And so what I've seen is some people want a done-for-you program, but then you're hiring a done-with-you coach. So the question becomes, are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to get uncomfortable? Because in these types of programs, in terms of a done-with-you coach, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So a lot of Coaches will tell you, I have tools and templates and you can do the work, but they are not there to give you the uh, feedback. So for me, I give feedback and reviews during my hot seat sessions, and I usually do one or two a month, okay, where you could give me the link to your page. We can talk it out, hug it out, whatever, okay? So when you hire someone, you have to understand if they are done with you, or done for you. Some coaches will also coach you in mindset and method, but then they're also going to say, hey, I have a web developer or I have a social media person who can do that work for you. But don't get it twisted. There's still work to be done. Another thing, when you hire someone, 
A lot of us go into it thinking they're going to make you comfortable. And that's not their job. Their job is to make you uncomfortable. That's where your success lies. So you have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone and do the work. And what that means, too, is I know a lot of the times I've heard people say, I just want to avoid certain mistakes. You can try to avoid some mistakes, but that doesn't mean you're not going to make any mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Even when you go into a a, a career coaching program and they give you a defined process with a set of tools, it's all still one big ass experiment. Because for me, I believe that success is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Even if you have two people who are playing in the same space, you may have to experiment on different things before you find what truly works for you. So there's still part of any agreement, any coaching agreement that you sign, whether it's done for you or done with you, where you still have to show up and do the work. And I believe that you should pay for the shortcut, but that doesn't mean there's no work to be done. Okay? So here are a few questions, too. If you get an opportunity to jump on a one-to-one discovery call with a coach to figure out or a career development program, and maybe they have sales coaches that's selling you on a program, if you get an opportunity to hop on a call to figure out if the, the program is for you, Here's a few questions that I believe you should ask or at least find the questions and answers on their website. Okay, so the first one is what challenges are your current clients growing through right now and how are you helping them? On a few of my discovery calls last week, two, no, three people asked me who was my ideal client and I love that question. You can certainly ask a coach that because I believe that coaches should specialize in certain types of people in certain areas. All of them should. I believe coaches should have an area of specialization and I believe that you should have a client profile. And so for me, I mainly work with service-based entrepreneurs. I work with change makers. I work with executives. I love to work with people who are mission and purpose driven. They are on a mission to shake some issues up in their industry. They're on a mission to change the conversation in their industry. Sometimes they're using their business to do that. Sometimes they're using a social cause or even an event series on LinkedIn, or maybe it's a conference event or a podcast to change some things. And I'm here for it. Also, I would ask them about their process. What does the first couple of weeks look like? working with you. Ask them, how will I know I'm successful? What are some milestones I should be able to reach if I follow your defined process? You can also ask them, have they had or do they have a coach? (laughs) I believe for you to coach someone, you should have been through the process of coaching, period. For me, I believe, especially when you get into business coaching and career coaching, while it is an unregulated industry, I believe there is a process that coaches should follow. 
I believe that coaches should also stay on top of their limiting beliefs and their blind spots and things that may be getting in their way of success. Because how are you telling someone how to move past their blocks if you're not doing it for yourself? And even by participating in a coaching program or with a career coach or a mindset coach, you should be able to see, with a good one that is, you should be able to see that they have a process. And you should be very confident in their ability to also share their missteps and share some of the things that they've learned in their very own life. I believe coaches as well ask very good questions. I believe coaches can ask those questions so that you could find some of the answers within yourself. And once you have went through uh, coaching or yourself, I believe that that makes you a stronger coach. You can also ask them how they stay current on trends and best practices. You can ask them about their favorite books. What are the books that are informing their thoughts and their processes and their beliefs? Now, a lot of that, too, you can get from lovingly stalking their social media profiles or if they have a podcast or things of that sort. I know um, with the first coach, she would do book reviews on her podcast and every book was spot on. And I began to see how she developed an informed set of beliefs and a process and all those sorts of things. So in addition to getting clear on who they are as a person, you want to get clear on what you should expect within the first six weeks to 12 weeks or however long the program is, okay? You also want to get clear on how you can engage with the coach or with members of the program. So is it that you meet once a month for 60 minutes or 90 minutes, and then if you have follow-up questions, you uh, engage with them via email? What's the turnaround time for them to respond to your questions in email or in the Facebook community or in the Kajabi? Kajabi is the platform that I use. You also want to ask, is there homework? Am I going to be expected to participate in hot seats or mock interviews so I can get better at whatever it is I'm trying to improve? Is there an opportunity for me to submit my work and get feedback? So for me, in the very beginning, when I'm working with someone, I usually give them a calendar, a three-month or maybe a two-month calendar and tell them to include their session dates on that specific calendar. Therefore, we have a day or date in mind, at least for the first two to three months that we're working together. Okay. But you want to be clear, not only on how that person operates, but you also want to be on expectations as well. Most importantly, be willing to get uncomfortable. Both coaches that I've worked with has made me uncomfortable. Uncomfortable in the ways that they talk about money, potential, my mindset. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The second one, I ain't really even like her. (laughs) At times, I don't like her now. I love her. But that discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling, right? Sometimes those thoughts when you're hearing someone talk and you're saying to yourself, who does this person think they are that they could do this? 
Sometimes that discomfort, that uncomfortable feeling you get from a person, it doesn't mean you should run. It means that perhaps you should lean in because they need to help you get your mind and your methods right. So if you want to remain comfortable in your decisions, then save your coins and stay the same. You don't need to pay for somebody to help you stay the same. You don't need to pay for anybody to help you remain comfortable. You want somebody in your life who's going to shake some ish up. You want someone in your life who's going to be a disruptor, who's going to help you get to that next level, and they're going to help you get uncomfortable in a safe, experimental way. (laughs) If there's one thing that I always tell my leaders, it's that when it comes to leading people to change their thoughts, their beliefs, and their actions, your role is not to get people comfortable with the change. Your role is to get them comfortable with the discomfort of the change. Throughout this whole process of stepping into the next best level of yourself, it's going to be uncomfortable. And so what I want you to take from me today is you have to do your due diligence and do your research. And the reality is sometimes you're going to make an investment. Sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you're going to lose. That's reality. A lot of y'all have a 401k plan. You have all these stocks and company options that you contribute to every single week or every other week or every month. And guess what? You still take a loss. There are no guarantees. If you think about the pandemic last year, the market took a hit. People lost thousands of dollars on an investment. They lost thousands of dollars of money that they contribute every other week or once a month or however often you contribute. Sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. The best thing that you can do is to do your research, make a well-informed decision, and don't beat yourself up if and when it doesn't work in your favor. And for me, I always take the popular quote, I never lose, I learn. I never lose, I learn. Like when I invested in the first coach. So do your due diligence. It's not only about looking at the metrics of someone's success, but it's also looking at what they value, how they respond to certain things, right? And so for me, with my coach now, although we have similar career interests, what also drew me to her was her discussion around caring for her parents and caring for her daughter's child and all those sorts of things. And so that also drew me in It showed me who she was as a person. Also hearing her talk about certain things that affected black women or certain things that affected women of color, but also showing up very confidently in diverse spaces. So I also see her, she's a black woman, but she also has colleagues who are Asian, white, Filipino. She's very diverse, (laughs) in her friendships, but also in business and also the business people that she brings in to speak to the group and to also encourage us and teach us about certain topics. Okay. So that is it for me, party people. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me. Hello at candiajohnson.com. If you want more information about my She Deserves More Career Confidence and Visibility Program, I am going to include that link in the show notes, or you can also email me. Talk soon. Have a good one.